Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the Upward Call with Love. My name is Christina, and I'm so glad you're here. Today, I wanted to talk with you about being your brother or sister's keeper, especially in this day and age. Are we still charged to be our brother or sister's keeper? But before we begin with today's discussion, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity to look deeper into your word, Father. And I am asking that if there's anything, anything between us, Lord God, that would cause disruption or hindrance to understanding and sharing your word today, I'm asking that you would clear it out and cleanse it, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your eyesight. Lord, I am trusting you that this message will reach exactly who it is meant for, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Again, I thank you for this opportunity and just thank you. <laughs> thank you for everything, Lord. I love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so as the body of Christ, as believers, we are one body, in fact, and we are working together with Christ under one authority, and that is in one spirit, and it is all for the purpose of completing the plan of God, our Father, and putting um, putting the understanding of his word into action, so it's really faith and love in action and in first peter chapter 5 verses 1 through 7 we can see that the founding father of christ church is giving us instructions on who we should be in christ if we know him intimately and if we are his body then we should understand what our roles and responsibilities are here on earth and peter is instructing the early church to be shepherds of God's flock and that that's really referring to um, those who are younger in faith but not necessarily younger in age because remember a person can come to Christ at any age as long as they're alive as long as there's life in their body they can come to Christ but it is always advisable to want to respond and to come to Christ as soon as you hear him calling um, I don't encourage anyone to put that off. <laughs> if he's pricking your heart, it's time to respond. But I digress. Uh, but the point is that Peter is teaching here that younger brothers and sisters in Christ, and this refers to those who are new in the faith, not age. Um, younger brothers and sisters in Christ, having recently accepted Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, um, need to be shepherded. And it's because when people come into the faith, they're actually turning away from the lifestyle that they identified with before, and they're starting a brand new life. They've completely turned away from their own way of living and are now converted to living a surrendered life in Christ Jesus. So older brothers and sisters in the faith are in fact, keepers of their younger spiritual brothers and sisters in their faith. And Peter is just addressing this in this particular passage of scripture. And 
I guess we could ask ourselves, well, why does Peter feel it necessary to write to the church about this? But in biblical history, even if we go back as far as Genesis, we can see, and I'm sure many of us can recall, the gross consequences of sibling rivalries uh, where Cain killed his brother Abel and mockingly actually asked God, am I my brother's keeper? When God asked him, where's his brother? Um, And I believe that in the New Testament, we see Jesus is answering this question thousands of years later that Cain asked with his mocking, oh, am I my brother's keeper? Well, Jesus is answering that question through Peter's pen um, in this passage of scripture. And the answer is a resounding, yes, you are. Uh, The scripture explicitly says that we ought to love our brothers and sisters and be tenderhearted and courteous toward them. So what is Peter specifically instructing? Well, through the Holy Spirit, he is teaching us to treat new Christians gently because Christ deals gently with us. In Christ's justified new converts, are righteous. They're righteous before God through faith. And we need to keep that in mind. And that means that we are instructed as more mature Christians to do everything in our power to ensure that the younger brothers and sisters in the faith are under godly care and are living according to God's word. That's discipleship. And that none of this is done by force, of course. Um, no force of any kind, but it's done through the Holy Spirit. It's through a spirit-filled ministry, and it's with joy of the Spirit. And looking at this responsibility as a joy rather than a duty is what Peter is talking to us about here in First uh, Peter chapter 5, uh, verse 2 particularly. He's talking about um, seeing this responsibility as shepherding. Uh, the church, new converts as a joy rather than a duty. And it really is because you're seeing the work of God play out and all glory is going to him through the work that he's doing through you. So it's really a beautiful um, relationship and fellowship to have with God. So it truly is a joy to do this work. Um, Likewise, This care is not a labor of selfish ambition. It is definitely one of love. So mature Christians need to be sure that this important work is not about personal gain in any way, but rather motivated by the love of Christ in us. And I spoke about inheritance um, last week, talking about inheritance of blessing through faithful obedience And that was concerning um, the Old Testament, Deuteronomy chapter 28. But even here in 1 Peter chapter 5, we can see the same instruction going forth. Um, He's reminding us that we are to perform as obedient servants of God and not masters over those who God assigns to us. And there's more scripture that backs this up, actually. Um, If you look at Matthew chapter 20 verses 25 through 28 
as well as Mark chapter 10, verses 42 through 45. It supports this as well, that um, we are to understand that God assigns people to us. And in that assignment, we are not their masters. <laughs> we are simply shepherding, stewarding those who he has brought into the faith and is putting under our care through Christ. Uh, rather, as mature brothers and sisters, we can definitely look at it as um, an opportunity to be godly models for new believers, showing them the tender, loving care of Christ, of course, um, but showing it to them in a very human way, reminding them that we are sharing tender, loving care with them because Christ first shared it with us. Um, there's some scripture to support that as well in Philippians chapter 3 verse 17 and then 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 verses 9 and another good one is 1 Timothy chapter 4 and 12 these are all great scriptures to look at in your own personal time and devotion with God and it just really um, reiterates the fact that we are called to show tender loving care because tender loving care was showed to us when Christ saved us. And I say us because I'm talking to any members in the audience who have um, accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. But I, incur, I the message is still for those who are um, not in the faith yet, maybe have doubts, and you're just listening to get more information about the faith. I encourage you to look at some of these scriptures that I am um, quoting here or referring to here because it will really help you in making that decision to choose Christ. Um, but our time here on earth definitely has limits. Um, keep that in mind for you who are seeking uh, or who may be an unbeliever. Please understand that our time here on earth is limited and it is timely that we go ahead and make a decision on whom we want to serve beyond this life for all eternity. Uh, but Peter is instructing and um, supplying instructions, really, in chapter 5. And it's hitting that point home again that, hey, <laughs> we're here for a temporary amount of time in this world. And when the chief shepherd... Jesus Christ returns, he's coming with his rewards. And we see that backed up in Revelation 22 and 12. So therefore, when we endure in doing the purpose of our father, when we endure in loving and caring for those that he assigns to us, and when we have confidence that we shall receive a crown of Jesus Christ's glory at the end of all of this, then that's motivation that you just can't find anywhere else in this world and that is an eternal reward for a very temporary service that he's calling us to do in this uh, short life uh, this for me <laughs> supplies motivation to just continue to remain in the faith and remain a faithful keeper of my brother and sister in faith 
But the new believers are not without responsibility. Just as Peter is instructing mature Christians, he is also instructing new converts. <laughs> he, he instructs them to be submissive to their older brothers and sisters, but it's a godly submission. Um, and this is how functional families work. I mean, the older takes care of the younger sibling and watches out for them. And the younger sibling reciprocates that because they sense the love and the care and the authority and they're able to willingly trust or yield to that older brother or sister and that really is summed up with one word in the body of christ and that is humility remember god resists the proud but gives grace to the humble and we see that in first peter 5 verse 6 and in fact it is impossible to serve God without being humble. You can't even serve other people without being humble. Proverbs 16 and 18 takes this even further, reminding us that pride comes before destruction and arrogance and an arrogant spirit comes before the fall. So keep that in mind. Um, this is a very humble service when God assigns someone to us to disciple and to help them to grow in their faith. So what is the calling here? The calling is to live your calling and to call others to Christ. Older brothers and sisters in the faith are to take care of the younger by feeding them the pure word of God in proper portions according to their spiritual maturity. Um, this means to go before them in leadership and with support and having it all backed up by the word of God, backed up and the foundation of this leadership and support should be in the word of God. Um, number two, mature Christians need to remember where God met them <laughs> and many times that is in ignorance but it's always in sin so we need to remember where God met us we need to remember that we too are still growing in Christ and this will help us to be patient consistent persistent in helping new Christians to mature in their faith uh, Titus chapter 3 verse 3 is a good um, scriptural reference for that fact um, number three, at all times, we must be honest that the process is not always easy. Let's be clear. Uh, but still, we should expect new converts to grow in their faith according to God's timing and his plan. Not our personal timing and our preferred plans, okay? <laughs> we should always be led by the Holy Spirit, obviously, in all of this work. So in conclusion... God the Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior, he is calling us through this scripture, through this passage, 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 1 through 7. He's calling us to be good stewards of those he assigns us for kingdom building here on earth. And it is not always easy. I want to reiterate that and be honest. It is not always easy, but it is always worth it anything we do for Christ is totally worth that. Nothing else is worth that. Only what we do for him. 
because that's the only thing that lasts eternally. But nevertheless, Jesus wants us to succeed in this. So he invites us to cast all of our cares upon him and to continue in the faith. Therefore, as brothers and sisters in Christ at various ages and stages of faith, we need to present all of our worries, anxieties, and problems to him and trust him. Trust him. That's the thing. We could give it to him, but we have to trust him to work them out as we continue to work in our calling. And we are all called in Jesus Christ to love one another and to care with compassion for our brothers and sisters. And we are each other's keeper. So that that answer resounds. And it will never stop being that, in fact, we are our brother's keepers because God is keeping us in one spirit. I encourage you to take a look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13 to get a better understanding of that point. God is keeping us together in one spirit. So I pray that something a word in this message pricked your heart and then also filled you with the love and the joy that the word was always intended to do. I encourage you to dig deeper into the word, look at some of these scriptures and just walk in your calling, live your calling and the life that you live will indeed call others to Christ. So let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, again, I thank you for this opportunity and this this platform, Father God. I thank you for everyone who's in the sound of my voice, Lord God. I'm asking that you would touch, heal, and deliver every issue or problem that will come between the listeners or myself, Father God, and you. Anything that is not like you, Lord God, I am asking that you would remove it from us and replace it, Lord God, with the fruit of your spirit. Lord, I'm asking you that as we go about our days, that you would continue to lead and guide us and that we would be open and receptive to your voice and the signs that you put before us. And not only that, Lord God, but that we will walk in them. Lord God, I'm trusting you today to do exactly what it is that you said that you would do. And that is to be with us until the very end of the age. It is in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So brothers and sisters, as usual, I encourage you to press on toward the goal or the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Be blessed.